Welcome to or welcome back to the Made For More podcast with yours truly, McKenna Romaniano. And this podcast was designed to help you elevate your life, faith, fitness, and nutrition so that you leave with more than you came with. You are made for more and that's exactly what this podcast was created to show you. So let's level up together and jump into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we have Mike. Mike is the owner and founder of Next Level Health Coaching. He grew up in an abusive household that has been riddled with obesity, disease, and addiction. He experienced some very, very low moments in his life, but everything started to kind of change when he discovered bodybuilding. He continues to battle with mental health struggles, but was determined to overcome addiction and depression and became a successful business owner. So today, Mike coaches individuals on how to improve their nutrition, overcome bad habits, and build a new life for themselves. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Yeah, dude, what is up? I am more than pumped to be here. Like I told you before we went live, I kind of like blew through all of your episodes and I was like, this is going to be a fun time. So I've been looking forward to this. Oh, I'm excited to have you and such a fun time. I know we just kind of met for the first time face to face recently, the last 10 minutes. So (laughs) I'm excited to kind of just dive more into your story and hear more about you because you have such an incredible story. And so why don't you kind of just tell the listeners a bit more about yourself? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So originally from the great state of South Carolina, if you are from South Carolina, you know, there's nothing happening there. So, you know, the great state is me being sarcastic. Um, Born and raised from South Carolina, from a very conservative household, um, you know, with the little spiel that you gave the audience in the beginning that kind of gave you a small highlight of what I dealt with growing up. Moved up here to Delaware maybe a year ago. So I've been up here for about a year. Um, getting married in August. So that's pretty dope. I got three dogs. I'm a, I'm a rescue dad. Um, we rescued our two boys and our black lab is actually, uh, my service animal. So she, I've had her since she was a little runt. She was actually the, the run of the litter. So, um, she's stubborn as hell also just like her mom. Uh, but yeah, been bodybuilding for, about seven years now, been a personal trainer for about 10, been a nutrition coach for about four and been a strength coach for about five. Um, I've worked with everybody from high school, high school athletes, division one, division two, II, division three. I even trained some professional wrestlers right now, which is pretty cool. Um, just had somebody actually wrestle on a WrestleMania stage, which was pretty dope as well over, uh, over the weekend. So you know, not to not to stick too many feathers in my hat, but I thought that was pretty cool, especially being a wrestling fan growing up. Um, now kind of being integrated into the business in some type of capacity is pretty dope. So, you know, that's kind of kind of where, where I am right now. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, my goodness. Dive more into kind of obviously you came from a background that was not into bodybuilding and then you found your passion within that. And clearly with all of this experience, like it just hit home and you ran with it. So how did you get into this in the first place and what piqued your interest and specifically sports? Cause that's a very niche area of sports training and athletic training. Mm-hmm. So the, the primary question being like, how did I get involved in bodybuilding? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So just being honest, I am a red blooded American male. And all of us red blooded American males at the age of 18, 19, we like the attention of the ladies and I saw these bodybuilders and I was like, well, this guy's Jack. He probably gets like all of the attention. Like he probably gets all of the girls sliding into his DMS. And like, I was like 330 pounds at the time. I was like, I want that. Like, I like that. That'd be kind of dope. Little did I know once I started actually bodybuilding, the only attention I get is from 14 year olds. Tell me that my form sucks 
or from other guys being like, bro, I'm trying to get like you. You you get no attention from the ladies at all. <laughs> so Oh my goodness. Yeah, the form from the 14-year-olds, I can definitely relate. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, like like you you ladies, like I like you lady coaches, like I swear I give it up to you guys because you guys deal with so much bullshit. Like especially yeah. <laughs> like so much bullshit. Like it makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes, but <clears throat> I digress. Um, but yeah, so basically I discovered bodybuilding. I met a guy named Matt in South Carolina. He was working at the Vibeman shop with my current girlfriend at that time and met him and he was into bodybuilding and, uh, you know, he kind of put me on the right path to competing. He put me onto the right path of what, like what bodybuilding is, how it works, yada, yada, yada. And that actually led me to hiring my first coach. Uh, my first coach is actually Stacy Burr. Some people might know her, some people might not. She goes by Bama Burr on Instagram as well. Um, she's set so many powerlifting records, like ridiculous. Like this girl's like 5'4 and like this big, but can pull 500 pounds off the ground like nobody's business. So what's even crazier, get this. She retired from powerlifting after she like broke a lot of records, right? Retired from powerlifting. She's now bodybuilding. I'm like, what can that's you impressive? Do? That's because if people don't know, like powerlifting is pure brute strength. Yes. Bodybuilding is the building of the muscle to then be step on a stage and be aesthetically like, I guess, judged. And that's yes. two very different sports. They're both in the gym, but ridiculously different sports. Wow. Oh, dude, it's it's two different worlds. Like uh, powerlifting meets, like it's normal to see people's nose bleeding and like ladies having accidents on the floor. But like with bodybuilding, it's a whole lot more glitz and glam. So it's two different worlds. Wow, well, that's wild. And hiring your coach to get into it, that's a huge first step because a lot of people will never admit or like want to take that step and say like, I need that help. But for you to take that step at that time in your life where probably nothing was really feeling like it was working and you're like, I need some help. Like somebody help me at this point. Yeah. So, so one, one thing I did fail to mention was like, I tried doing it on my own for yeah like two years. Like my first two years of my journey, like I tried doing it on my own and like, I like, I became like a personal trainer and everything. Cause I was like, cool. Like I'll become a personal trainer and like, I'll figure all this stuff out and like, I can make some money. Then I could get the results I want, blah, blah. And to find out, really didn't that's not how things work <laughs> and so i found out very quickly i was like you need somebody to hold your ass accountable because you're not holding yourself accountable <laughs> so for sure for sure and then you just fell in love with it yeah oh absolutely absolutely dude i've uh i've had to take a hiatus from the sport for the last like two years uh because i had some stuff pop up with my hormones and whatnot and i've had to start using um using some testosterone and like trt stuff along that nature um so i'm no longer team natty unfortunately um but at the end of the day i gotta gotta do what's best for my overall health because i won't be a bodybuilder forever but i will be a dad and a husband forever so you know no for sure and putting yourself first in that situation that's hard because it's something you've loved and i'm sure it's given you a lot and step taking that step back i'm sure was definitely a difficult situation yes yes but i will be back i will be back because things are i love to hear it yeah, things are back to a place where my body's healthy and my body's actually producing the right amount of testosterone. Because what was happening before is my body was producing too, too much estrogen and not enough testosterone. So what was happening was the estrogen was then eating into my testosterone and killing my testosterone storage. 
So what we had to do was we had to elevate my testosterone and then decrease my estrogen to like get my body back on the right track. Um, so my last blood work came back pretty damn good. Uh, so Ooh. yeah, so I got to pretty much ride out the rest of this year, get my blood work checked, um, in August and in December, if things look good, my, the coach I'm working with right now and I were going into a prep next year. So my goodness, that's so exciting. How many preps have you done so far? Four. Oh my goodness. So technically I I've started five, but I've only finished four. That fifth one, that's, that's whenever a lot of red flags with my health started popping up. Like I was losing my hair. Um, like I was irritable, cranky, tired. And for my bodybuilders out there, I I know you're listening to this being like, well, yeah, you're on prep. Yeah, I get that. But we're not talking typical prep crankiness like it's not like oh my god i want a piece of cake it's like oh my god i want to throw my car off the highway there's two different like there's two different like types of experiences i'm talking about here um so that's whenever a lot of red flags started popping up and my coach that i was working with at the time we kind of pulled out and said hey we need to get some things checked out so no, that's definitely the smartest path because it is hard i've heard a couple of friends i've personally never entered a prep um i don't think i will just I don't think I will. I love the sport as it is. I don't feel the need to walk on stage. I know some people absolutely love it and thrive, but with that, I've heard a lot of my friends who are in prep and a couple of them have taken a backseat and been like, okay, this is not the right time either in their life, either physically, mentally, and they pull out of prep, but it feels almost like a defeat in a sense, but at the same time, like you're doing what's best for your health. So it's a win, but that's a really, really hard dichotomy to kind of overcome mentally, especially because you've put so much effort into prepping that pulling out seems like you almost failed, but in reality, you're winning. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's sometimes annoying because what a lot of people don't see is like the prep before the prep. Um, because like what the prep before the prep is, is basically bulking. Like you, you, you spend all this time bulking up and getting bigger and building high quality muscle tissue. And then like prep comes and it's like, well shit okay and now we're doing the complete opposite and whenever you have to pull out it's no longer well like we prep for five weeks like i just lost those five weeks no like you lost months because you spent time prepping before the prep for sure So it it can be frustrating sometimes yeah and you're now coaching these like high performance high level athletes how did you get into that space coming from a guy who just walked into vitamin shop one day to now coaching wrestlers that are competing yeah, so ironically enough, um, when whenever I met Jason, uh, I met him like maybe two years ago. What he he briefly mentioned, like he coached somebody for WrestleMania and blah blah blah. I've been a wrestling fan since I was like yay big, since I was like four. Um, so I'm 30 now. So I've been a wrestling fan for 26 years. So like I love the sport. Um that caught my interest and like i asked him i was like dude like how are you working with these people like don't they like already have like nutritionists within the company blah 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 it's like no dude like like the companies don't provide nutritionists or anything like that he's like so like all you got to do is like reach out to people talk to them and my best friend is a chiropractor in greenville south carolina so if you were in the greenville area go see austin kimmerlin he's gonna kill me for butchering his name but whatever um go go check him out he's a great chiropractor he adjusts me every time i see him but anyways uh austin actually works on one of the wrestlers that a coach that works for aew which is all of the all all elite wrestling excuse me and Austin texted me. He was like, Hey, like I worked on this guy today. He works for AEW. 
Like he talked about how he's wanting to lose some weight because he's on the bigger side. He was like, just hit him up. And ironically enough, I followed him on Twitter. I was like, hey, my best friend is Austin. He adjusted you last week. He told me to hit you up. You're trying to achieve some things, yada, yada, yada. One thing led to another. And then I started working with him. And then he introduced me to a guy. Then that guy introduced me to a guy. <laughs> and like, it wow. just started. So, I, so like, I'm not working, like, before anybody goes, like, oh, my God, he's working with, like, Roman Reigns. No, I'm not working with Roman Reigns or anybody on that level. I'm not there yet. Eventually, I will be, but I'm not there yet. A lot of the guys I work with are kind of, like, on the lower card, so. That's still incredible, and, like, oh, cool. just, that's really cool. Like, that just connections kind of led to that. And I kind of want to switch gears to talk about, like, what you do as a coach, because not every single client you have is a wrestler. You have uh, a lot of, like, gen pop clients as well, and just – creating lifestyle changes that are going to get people results to become happier humans and just overcome those bad habits. So with that, how do you do that? I know it's a loaded question. You were on to talk about like four pillars of habit building, but I guess before we even jump into that topic, how did you even get people to buy into a long-term sustainable approach? Because people want results really, really quickly, especially gen pop. Oh yeah, for sure. So first and foremost, um, I, I am blessed and I'm in a spot where I get to decide who I work with. Um, so most of my clients right now are either bodybuilders um, or somebody who has inspiration of bodybuilding or they're athletes. Um, it wasn't always like that. I brought on a few assistant coaches and now they take over the gym pop. We all follow the same structure though. Um, so I could still answer that question. Uh, with general population clients, one of the biggest things we do is we hold a mirror for them. And I'm not talking like, actual holding a mirror up for them but like just like hypothetically we hold a mirror up for them and we help them see where they are right now for example um one one of our clients i remember her sales call crystal clear to this day i was sitting at this desk it was like a sunday it was sunny outside i'm not making this up it was like 2 p.m I remember she told me and this floored me she said i've been dieting for about 40 years now Yes, your facial expression was mine. I was like, my jaw dropped to the floor, by the way. Yeah, I was like, you are kidding me. She was like, nope, I've been dieting for 40 years. And I was like, cool. So over these 40 years, what have you been doing? She was like, well, I've been doing Octavia. I've been doing keto. I've been doing fasting. I've been doing yada, 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 yada. I was like, cool. So why are you still here? She was like, well, because none of them are working. I was like, I don't mean to sound rude, but every diet works. Like we may not agree with the premise of keto. We might, we may not agree with the premise of fasting, but at the end of the day, if it's done correctly, done safely and done how it's supposed to be done, it works. Brought that up to her. And I was like, so if all these things work and you've tried them all, why are you not the healthiest human being to ever walk this planet? Cause you've done all of them. She was like, well, because I don't have anybody there to push me in the right direction. I don't have anybody there to hold me accountable. I don't have anybody there to keep me going on the days where I want to quit. And all of a sudden, guess what? Now she's on our caseload. Now she's down 40 pounds. Now she's eating around 2,300 calories and loving life. I like love it, that. It's, it's simply just a matter of holding up the mirror, saying, hey, this is where you are right now. This is where you want to be. What are you doing right now to get there? Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's so much misinformation out there. I think it does get toxic and very crowded in the space. Like you said, like keto works if you do it correctly. Yes. Some people keto is going to work, but they're going to absolutely hate their lives. So it doesn't work, work. You know what I mean? So figuring out what works for a specific client is different per client, but you can't have these blanket diets and say, okay, everybody's going to do this diet and it's going to work. That's why the individual approach and like accountability is so huge because you can only do so much by like Googling how to lose fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that, that kind of goes into a conversation. Um, uh, like that's included in a lesson that I do in some people's groups sometimes. And that lesson is about like, what's, what is like optimal training? Like how, how do you discover optimal results from optimal training type of deal? And the very first thing like I bring up is what the fuck is optimal? Because a lot of coaches, I don't know if you've done it. I haven't seen any of your marketing material do it. I've done it before. I know a lot of coaches that have done it. They've used the word optimal. Oh, this is the most optimal way to burn body fat. This is the most optimal way to grow your ass. This is the most optimal way to grow your, your pecs. But what the fuck does optimal mean? It means the best for that situation. So what's optimal for me is not optimal for you. And it's the same thing with nutrition. What's optimal for Jane Doe down the street isn't optimal for Billy Bob across the road, you know? No, a hundred percent. And that's a really big thing in the media right now is optimal training. Like how can you do the best glute kickback? How can you do the best form of the bicep curl? Like I might feel mind muscle connection in a different way than you would. And a hundred percent, that's totally fair. We have different biomechanics. We have different bodies. And so we're going to feel things differently and our bodies are going to process things differently. At the end of the day, it is a calorie deficit that gets you to lose fat, but that's not as straight and dry and cut as it is for me, as it is for like Jane or whoever, like it's very, very individualized and very, very optimized per person. Like you said, like it's not an optimal across the board type deal. So, so like, here's a great example. Like if I asked you to do a pistol squat, you would probably go, geez, that, that's a little difficult, but I can do it. You you, yeah. could probably, you could probably do it and it, it might look a little ugly, but you could get it done. It would. Now, now if I ask Mrs. Jones, who had a hip replacement, to, to do a pistol squat, Mrs. Jones is going to be back in the hospital. So, yeah. once again, what's optimal for you is optimal for Mrs. Jones. Yeah, same thing with, like, squat depth, too. I've been seeing everybody say, like, ass to grass. Well, that might be good for some people, but not good for other people. It depends on literally how your hip is positioned and the hip socket and like there's so many things that go into this your ankle mobility like there's so many things that people don't think about it's like if you're not doing it this one way you're doing it wrong well no i'd rather have somebody go through like for example if you get injured like you were just saying if you have a hip hip replacement same thing if an injury if you're trying to get back to say squatting after an injury and you try to do full range of motion with the same weight you did before you're going to be injured that is maybe optimal for somebody who's not injured, but for you in that situation, you're going to hurt yourself even more. So I absolutely love that. Optimal is not optimal for everybody. Oh, dude. That, that. Don't, and don't, don't get me started on that. Like I could, I could <laughs> go down a giant rabbit hole and like my, my inner strength coach comes out and it, it, it is not pretty. <laughs> no, but I love, I love that topic because optimal is really a big buzzword right now. And I think it's great to like kind of demystify yes. that. Yeah, so that's been one one of my favorite um talk topics to talk about that and including what we're talking about today. So yeah, so I guess let's dive into it. Four pillars to building new habits and breaking old ones. Yeah, so a little, little bit of backstory on me. Um, as you guys found out earlier, you know, I weighed around three hundred thirty pounds. Discovered bodybuilding. Um, you know, start competing. And that's really my favorite part of the story because like everybody thinks like that's the like, oh, the the hero got the girl moment type of ordeal in the movies. But 
like that was only like the second act. That wasn't the third act. Whenever I was in the best shape of my life, and like I, I could sit here and say I'm not in the best shape of my life right now, and that's just me being comfortable in my in my own skin. But whenever I was in the best shape of my life, I was an alcoholic. I was abusing drugs. And no, not the drugs that you use in bodybuilding. I was using, like, I was abusing drugs that you get off the street. Um, a lot of people, they they kind of have this idea. Once I look this way, once I hit this milestone, once I win this trophy, once I'm sub 10% body fat, my life will be perfect. My life should have been perfect. But guess what? I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. I just lost my job. Like I was barely making any money as a personal trainer on the side. Like I would, I had to move back into my mom's house because I got evicted from my apartment. I couldn't pay a single bill to my name. Not like nothing was going good in my life, but I bring this up because everybody, they just, they, they have this image or idea like, Hey, once I get here, Things will, things will be fine. Things will be perfect. Everything, like the stars will align, Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn will all be in retrograde. And then like, I'll get all of the good juju and all of the like good positivity. But I'm here to tell you, that's not always the case. Like I've had to break a lot of bad habits to get to where I am today. If I didn't quit drinking, if I didn't quit doing drugs, I wouldn't have my fiance today. I wouldn't have my three dogs. I wouldn't be getting married in August. I wouldn't have this business business of mine that's thriving and doing very well this year so far. Like I wouldn't have all these things. So a lot of people, they, they always ask me like, Hey, how do I break the habit of like drinking soda or like, Hey, how do I break the habit of like, not like wanting to get out of bed whenever my 4am alarm goes off and like, I need to get to the gym. Or sometimes people ask me like, hey, how do I quit drinking? Like this varies. And I've discovered that the four pillars really work well for anything. And like, I, I do want to say this, like I am not like a psychiatrist. I'm just a dude who's been through a lot of shit and I've learned what's worked for me. Going back to Optimal, it yep. worked for me. It might not work for you, but I hope it does work for you. So let's yeah, and I want to I want to second that real quick because that is essentially my story as well. I came from a background of an extensive eating disorder in the hospital, deathbed three times. Like I've been there, done that kind of thing, and I was in the quote unquote best shape of my life. I was shredded. I could have honestly probably stepped on stage at one point because I was ridiculously lean in the worst way possible. But I hated my life every single day. I woke up and loathed having to get out of bed and use that energy. I literally hated the thought of having to eat food. Like everything about my life, I, I loathed. I hated my body and I thought I was fat. Like every single thing about my life, I absolutely hated. But if you were looking at a picture or looking at my life from the outside in, you would have been like, oh, she's like shredded, which so messed up because I was the most unhealthy at that point in my life. And I've doubled my weight now. I'm the happiest, healthiest version of myself. Sure. I'm not quote unquote shredded, but I'm genuinely happy and my body internally is like so eternally grateful. And I have amazing things in my life because I focused on building good habits and eradicating the old, despite what it looks like being quote unquote optimal. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that, that kind of just rebuttals what I said, like being stage lean and being sub 10% doesn't mean your life is going to be fantastic. Exactly. To be honest with you, whenever you're sub 10% body fat, you feel like shit. And you're unhealthy inside probably. I mean, women lose their periods. That's, Yep. Not optimal. <laughs>
Oh, for sure. For sure. So um, are, are you ready to dive into the... Let's go. I'm excited to hear these. Let's do it. All right. So pillar number one, this is my favorite pillar because I get to be harsh with people and I get to be real with them because I'm a very transparent human being. I don't have time to blow smoke and waste your guys' time. So step number one, pillar number one, you're going to suck. And I, I, I know that probably caught you off guard. Like, what, what do you mean I'm going to suck? You are going to suck. And whatever it is you're trying to do, whenever you first start it, guess what? You are going to be the worst you've ever been. But the good news is that next day, that's the best you've ever been. The day before, that was the worst you've ever been. So what I mean by this is whenever you start anything new, you're going to suck. Now, your, your conscious does not remember this because whenever we are at such a young age, our conscious can't store that memory because our brains aren't that, that high power jet, if you will. But you don't remember walking. Nobody remembers their very first steps other than your parents. If you go and ask your parent, hey, mom, hey, dad, can you tell me about the first time I tried to stand up by myself or walk? They will probably say, yeah, you fell on your ass. That's the first time you've ever tried standing up or walking. So guess what? You sucked at it. But now you can walk. You can stand up all like, 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 a, like a pro, like a master. Like you are a master walker now. Guess what? That took years and years and years and years and years to get there. It's the same thing with business, even like a lot of people, they come into business and they go, I'm going to make a million dollars my first year. You check in with them at the end of the year. Hey, how'd it go? Man, I barely made 20K. Like, well, shit, like I know Christmas who make that in a month, you know, whatever. But here's the deal. You got to suck first before you get good at something. Everybody had to suck. Professional athletes. Everybody had to suck from the beginning. I love that. Oh, dude, absolutely. And like, I even think, and like, I got goosebumps thinking about this. Um, But like, I even think back to whenever I was trying to stop drinking and using drugs. I told myself, hey, you don't have to be clean and sober for the next 50 years. You just need to focus on being clean and sober today. You just need one more day, literally yeah. one more day. That's how I lived my life for years. One, one more day. day. Yep, just one more day. And um, I believe Ed, Ed Milet, he talks. Yep. About, um, so he talks more about one more day, and like even before I knew who Ed Milet was, I was living that. Um, Same. So, <clears throat> just really, I told myself, "Hey, dude, this is going to suck in the beginning. This is going to be really hard. You might relapse, and it's fine, but you got to understand you're going to suck." And the only way for you to get better is to keep going. Because guess what? If you don't keep going, you're constantly going to suck. And if you're constantly sucking all the time, you're not making progress. You're not making results. And now you're just stuck here throwing a little temper tantrum because you aren't where you want to be. Well, guess what? It's because you didn't want to admit, hey, I suck at this. Let me try and get better. So that's pillar number one. Love it. Yeah, it's my favorite pillar just because I get to tell people, hey, guess what? You actually suck. And it's, it's real. It's, it's so real. real. It, throws it throws people off all the time. And, and I love it. Um, it's even better like like doing it like on like a like a group call where there's people. And like I say that and everybody's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I told you you sucked. Um, but yeah, pillar number two. This is let's be real. All of the pillars are my favorite. Um, but pillar number two, it's. Pillar number two has meant a lot more to me as of late. Um, for those that are listening, I lost my mom uh, about a month ago. Um, actually, whenever we're in Arizona next week for coaching con, that will actually be a month um, that I've lost my mom. And 
it just it makes me think about pillar number two a lot because pillar pillar number two is find your why. So pillar number one, go ahead and understand you're going to suck. Pillar number two, find your why. And <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting like worked up. Um, but yeah, losing my mom, it really opened my eyes to like what my pillar number two is, what my why is. Because before losing my mom, like I knew, hey, I'm getting married this year and, you know, we're going to start like trying to start a family within like the next two years. You know, I'm eventually going to become a dad. That's pretty cool. I could like wear new, new balances now and not be judged. Like, that's awesome. Um, and like now my jokes actually make more sense because I'm a dad now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, like once I lost my mom, it just it hit me. It's like, shit, I'm getting married this year. I'm going to be a dad in a few years. Like, I don't have time to waste. Like, I don't have all this time to kick my feet up and binge watch a Netflix series all day. Like, I need to make sure that the day I'm gone, my wife and my kids are taken care of. Once God calls me home, I need to make sure, like, hey, Catherine's taken care of. Little Susie and Tommy... I know we're not going to name our kids that because Catherine would kill me, but little Susie and Tommy, like they're, they'll be taken care of as well because their dad put in the work to ensure that they're going to be taken care of. And it's the same thing with my health. Like I lost my mom and in two, like the next two weeks I had to celebrate my 30th birthday. Like I lost my mom two weeks before my birthday. My mom didn't get to see me become 30. My mom isn't going to see, see me, Get married to my best friend. She's not going to see me become a dad. Sure, spiritually she'll see me, but physically she won't be there for the moment. And that hit me even harder. I was like, well, shit, I I want to be around for that. Like, I want to walk my daughter down the aisle. Like, I want to, to like, open the door and there's, like, the nervous, like, teenage boy here to pick her up for a date. Like, I want to be there for all that shit. Like, it just really drove home what my why was because before like my why was that my why was to provide a good life for Catherine just because like she she's like I I tell people this all the time some people find it sweet some people find it cheesy whatever but like I believe that God sent Catherine into my life to save me because whenever I met her I had been clean off and on like for that last year and then I met her. Then all of a sudden, like, it was just easy. It just became so easy. Um, but, like, my wife was originally to take care of her. And now it's like losing my mom. It's really slapped me in my face. I was like, hey, yeah, your wife's to take care of her. But it's not just for right now. It's for the next 70 years. Because I tell people all the time, I'm going to live till I'm 100. Then, like, the 100 and or like the 100th year and first day that I'm on this planet, just like th- throw me in a ditch somewhere because like I- I'm done after that. Um, like hundred years is n- is enough for me. <clears throat> but pillar number two is like find your why. And like if you're a parent, and I tell parents this all the time, it makes some parents open their eyes and it makes some parents cuss me out. Just being real, I tell parents all the time: if you have a child, guess what? You don't have a motivation problem. You don't, because that child relies on you. And I, I did a lesson in my group last night and I was doing my call to action at the end. And like, I was, I start calling people out. I was like, Hey, guess what? I need my mom still. 
I'm 30. I'm a grown man. And I still need my mom. I still need her as much, if not more, than I did whenever I was 20. And if not, or in as much, if not more, like once I was 10. Like, I need my mom in every single phase of my life. It doesn't matter if your kid is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, or 70. Your child will always need you. So guess what? That's your motivation. Knowing your child will always need you around. Death is going to happen. Death comes after everybody. Nobody can stop death. That's the one thing that we have yet to figure out how to stop is death. It's coming. But guess what? You can slow it down. You can ensure, hey, Grim Reaper, I see you out the window, but guess what? I'm, I'm drinking my protein and I'm eating, I'm eating some vegetables and I'm going for a walk later. So you, you go somewhere else right now. And it's, at the end of the day, it's not like, oh, I'm doing these things to check a box. Like your why, as you're describing, is bigger than yourself. It is. So much bigger than yourself. So I tell people all the time that like, that's great that your motivation is to get back at that ex-boyfriend or to like look better naked type of deal. I go, that's great for right now. But once that goes away, you're all of a sudden going to have a motivation problem. Because you're not finding your why. You're just finding these things that are ramping you up in the moment. It's not hitting home. It's got to yeah. hit home. Like, you got to have fucking goosebumps all over your body, like I have right now, talking about my why. Because that's truly why you're on this planet. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a very woo-wee person, meaning, like, I'm a big mindset guy. And, like, I don't mean to get too woo-wee, but I truly believe that whenever we are in, in a line with our why, with our passion, with our goals... It's not a mistake. Your life gets better. And it's not, it's not coincidence. It's not a mistake. It's because you found the one thing that you give a damn about more than yourself. Pillar number two, find your why. <clears throat> so, And I like to have my clients do this exercise for finding their why. If people just don't know where to start, ask yourself, like, why are you doing this? It could be like to look better naked. Okay, great. But why? And then answer that question. But why? Oh. Do that five, six, seven, eight times, however long it takes to get to the core, and you're going to find it. And it's going to be fucking hard to actually look yourself in the mirror and say, this is my why. But that's when you know when you found it. It's difficult to admit that, but it's freeing at the same time because you can finally figure out, okay, it's not just to look better naked. It's so I can run around with my kids one day and make sure that they have a mom in their life that's going to be there for them and not let them go. Like that's would be a why, you know what I mean? Like it's not something super superficial as like, I want to look better naked. That's a great starting point, but mm -hmm. dig, 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 dig. So I, I remember I was on a call with somebody and we, we were just talking about like where she was and like, like, why does she want to do this? She was like, well, like, I just I want my husband to, to look at me, you know, like he used to. And like, I just want to like feel more like confident in my body. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But let's dig a little bit deeper. I was like, well, like truly, like, what is your why? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, you do know. I was like, just ask yourself, like, what is the one thing that, powers you like what like what makes you want to do this and don't get me wrong i'm glad that you want your husband to find you attractive and like i'm glad you want to feel confident in your body but that's not going to keep you pushing forward and she broke down and she was like i really want to be a good role model for my kids i was like that's your why boom that right there is your why it's not wanting to look better naked is not wanting to have a better sex life. What it is, is you want to, you want your kid to be able to look at mommy and go, Hey, mommy, my mommy's very healthy. You want your kids to be able to go to school and say, Hey, my mommy and I did a workout together this weekend. 
her friends are going to be like, well, my mom and I went to like Chick-fil-A drive-thru. <laughs> it's just being real. But like at the end of the day, like, like, you know, that we're talking about your why has to hit home. It has to like hit the heart. So. Deep. I love it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I could get deep now. Like, uh, like I said, I'm a big mindset guy. <laughs> I'm so here for it. Love it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Like a lot of. A if lot you of don't, well, if you it. don't like it, that says more about you as a person because you're not ready to go there and really think that deeply. So. So quick, quick side note: I'm a big meditator. Like I love to meditate. Um, meditate has saved meditation has saved my life so much, um, and it saved me from going off on people so much. But it's just been a game changer. And anytime I try to invite people to try it. They go, eh, I don't know, it's boring. Like, I don't know if it's for me. Like, I, I don't know if I want to do that. And I've learned it's because people are scared. They're, they're scared to, like, realize, shit, this is my true feeling. Shit, what the fuck am I doing? Like, like people are truly afraid to dig deep, go deep into their subconscious and find out, hey, I'm fucking up here and here and here and here. I need to fix this introspection is so valuable, but it's so difficult because it opens up all your vulnerabilities. We can stay busy for our entire lives and just avoid these problems, but they're still going to be there until we actually sit down and think about them and reflect in silence. Like it's, it's hard. It's not an easy thing. It sounds easier than it is like just sitting in silence. But if you actually go deep in within yourself, like, Ooh, you can, you can unlock some major, major things. And I, I remember We'll, we'll get to pillar three, three in a moment. Um, but I remember one of the first times I meditated. This is whenever I started working with my like mindset coach. Um, he gave me a meditation ex exercise to do. And it was like unlocking your inner child type of deal. And it was like self-guided and all that. Really cool. Um, during that meditation, I discovered I was scared of shit to become a dad. Like scared shitless because my dad was an alcoholic and a drug addict. Me, his son, ended up becoming that also. My dad was also abusive towards my mom. So I was like, well, shit, does that mean I'm going to become abusive one day? My subconscious said no, because like your goal is to not be him. You, I will say this, I am so obsessed with being the best husband and parent that's ever walked this planet, because my dad showed me how not to do it. I want my kids to be able to go, I know what it's like, or I know how to be a good spouse. I know how to be a good parent because my dad showed me. So anyways, let, let's get to pillar number three. We're, we're hanging out at pillar number two way too long because it's just, that's a very deep pillar. Pillar number three, this is one that everybody needs to do. And a lot of people hate it because people are impatient. Think about how easy it is for you to watch a movie these days. You could go to Amazon, type in a movie and rent it for like four bucks. If you want something like ordered to your house, it'll be here in 30 minutes food wise. If you want like a new outfit, you could hit up Amazon. And if you got Prime, it's going to be there within a day or two. So we're impatient as hell these days. But pillar number three is enjoy process A through Z. Enjoy process A through Z. That's pillar three. And what pillar three is all about is understanding not every phase of your journey is going to be exciting. Not every phase of your journey 
is like this big, powerful, impactful moment going to happen every single phase. You're not going to lose 10 pounds every single month. You're not going to see the scale drop every single week. Like some weeks you're actually going to fuck up on your diet. Some weeks you're not going to be able to get that workout in. Some weeks your sleep might be off because your kids are sick. Like understand that within each phase, perfection does not like lie. There's no phase of perfection. Phase A through Z. Phase A is the beginning. Phase Z is the end. Understand from A to Z, you got like 24 different letters to go through to get there. So you got 24 different stages to get through. So phase B might be, well, hey, this working out thing ain't, ain't that bad. This, you know, eating a little bit cleaner, more vegetables, more fruits. I feel better. I'm not as cranky anymore. I got more energy. Phase C might be, okay, diet's in check. Well, I haven't really been focusing on sleep too much. So let's work on that in phase C. <clears throat> then phase D rolls around. Cool. Sleep's in check. Food's in check. I'm not getting these workouts done. I really need to get on that. Phase D, you, you get your workouts in. Like you, You'll learn how to actually make your workouts a priority. I could go through the whole alphabet, but I don't want to waste your guys' time. The whole point of pillar number three is really understanding that in each phase, you learn something. And guess what? Sometimes whenever you're learning something, something else might take a back burner. And that's fine. Because once again, perfection does not lie and perfection does not exist within any of these phases. I always tell people that I would rather you be consistent instead of you being perfect. I would yes. rather you be 80% perfect week after week after week after week. Instead of you being 20% here, 100 here, 60 here, 40 here, 70 here, 90 here, et cetera. Consistency I tell people that all the time with like the optimal thing as well. Like I can give you the most quote unquote optimal nutrition plan and optimal training plan, but I would rather you follow a non-optimal one, maybe one that's absolute shit, but you do that consistently than the perfect one that you never follow. It's all about the execution and just going through the phases because at the end of the day, like you can get the best of the best, but if you're not executing, it means nothing and not learning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I always tell people when, whenever they do, whenever they do their check-ins, if they ever say, oh, I was a hundred percent this week. Were you, a, are you sure you weren't just like 98? Cause like, you're telling me you tried every single thing to a T perfectly. You got every single little ounce of sleep you needed uninterrupted. You drank every single little ounce of water you needed. So you're telling me you had the most perfect week in the in the weeks that you've ever existed. This has been the most perfect week of your life. Well, no, like this at work pissed me off, blah, 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 and had me bombed. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then we were probably stressed out a little. So maybe that 100 is now like 98. And that's fine because perfection is not the goal. Consistency is. But pillar, pillar number three really hammers home the idea that, hey, from phase A to phase Z is a long road. You got 24 letters in between them. It's a long road. And it really just narrows down the idea of, hey, this is a process. This isn't like, snap my fingers, boom, I'm a millionaire. Snap my fingers, boom, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. Snap my fingers, boom, I'm not addicted to drugs. Snap my fingers, boom, I'm ready for the bodybuilding stage. Trust me, I wish it was that easy. If I had to snap my fingers and then like my kids are set for life, like their tuition is already paid for in college and they all, they all have 401ks already set up and all that shit. Like I wish it was that easy. But guess what? It's not. And in life, we have to understand that this is a marathon, not a race. We have to take our time. And that's pillar number three. All right. 
So just a quick recap before we get to pillar number four. Pillar number one, admit that you suck. Because guess what? There, there's a reason why it's pillar number one. Because if you don't get past this pillar, two, three, and four is not going to work. You got to admit that you suck before you ever start this process. Pillar number two, find your why. Find that thing that gives you goosebumps. Find that thing that you can go on and on about. And somebody will, will look at you and go, will you shut up already? That's your why. Pillar number three, enjoy process A through Z. Understand it's a journey, not a sprint. Okay. Pillar number four, this is the one. Pillar number one, we kind of punch you in the face. Pillar number four, we pat you on the back. Pillar number four, give yourself grace. Truly, give yourself grace. And this kind of intertwines with pillar number three in, in a way. With pillar number four, you got to give yourself grace with any process. I, I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've relapsed with drinking and I haven't re relapsed with drugs, thank God. Um, but with drinking, that's one that I've relapsed on a few times. Could you imagine what I did the last time I relapsed and said, well, screw it. I'm just meant to be an alcoholic forever and get cirrhosis by the time I'm 40. And, you know, my, my wife will have to bury me at a young age and my kids will have to watch your dad slowly die a slow and painful death. I've watched people die from cirrhosis personally. It's not fun to watch. Um could you imagine what happened? Like, what, what would happen if I just said, well, fuck it. I quit. I give up. But instead of doing that, I gave myself grace. I allowed myself to be angry for the moment. I said, man, I can't believe I did this again. I was doing so good. I was clean for X amount of days. I didn't touch the stuff. Then what happened? I, I got upset over something. I had a bad day and I turned to alcohol again. Ah. Then I got over it. I said, cool. I had my moment. I threw my little pity party. Now let me get back on track. Now let me refocus. Let me go back to pillar number two. What's, what, Mike, what's your why? why? Why are you trying to stop drinking? Why, why are you trying to help people lose weight? Why are you trying to help parents be around longer for their kids? What's your why? Go back to it. So pillar number four, just understand. you like, For real, pillar one, you suck. We're going straight back to pillar one. You suck. And pillar number four, understand you are not a perfect being. My my mindset coach, he he's an amazing human being. His name is Julian Rosen. Um, he, he taught me very early on within our time working together. He said, all we are are imperfect students who were taught imperfect lessons from imperfect teachers. Because think about this. There's a lot of things you guys listening right now, there's a lot of things that you believe simply because your parents believed. There's a lot of things your parents believed because their parents believed it. And I could go down the, the family tree. It goes back generations and decades. Because guess what? I was told all of my life, hey, you, you need to go to college or you need to become a blue collar worker. You need to have a nine to five. You need a 401k, you need an IRA, you need health insurance, you need dental, you need vision, you need all this stuff. A few years ago, I said, you know, I'm thinking about opening my own business. I'm tired of working for gyms. I'm tired of working for schools. I'm tired of working for other people. I won't want to work for myself. My family looked at me like I was crazy. Why? Because they'd never done it. Your family, your loved ones, your parents will never understand Something that you're doing that they've never done. Please understand that. I second and third and fourth and fifth that. 
Right. Please understand that you're like, you guys are listening to a guy who came from or comes from a very unhealthy family. For God's sakes, I just buried my mom and she was 50. That should tell you. Um, I started bodybuilding. I started a nutrition coaching company. I've started working with professional athletes. Nobody in my family is doing this stuff. I love my family to death, but my family's full of nurses and medical professionals who are overweight and unhealthy. Just being real, my family doesn't know what it's like to lose 135 pounds. My family doesn't know what it's like to step onto a bodybuilding stage. My family doesn't know what it's like to open a business. So they're not going to understand. That's why I never talk to them about this stuff. They will never understand it. And that's okay. Once again, understand that you got to give yourself grace through, through this because you're not perfect. That goes back to, to what I was saying about us being imperfect students, learning imperfect lessons from imperfect teachers. Where We are all just on those rock together. And the older and older I get, the more I look back at my mom's life and go, holy shit, she didn't know what she was doing, did she? And I could look back and know, huh, that makes me feel better because I don't have all of the answers figured out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, I know how to hack your mindset and like make it where you have like a steel trap and, you know, you have unlimited motivation. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. But what, what I am going to sit here and tell you is it's okay for you to have bad days. It's okay for you to be down on yourself. And that it's expected. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. 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 Fucking lutely. And that doesn't mean that your journey is over. It just means it's part of your journey. Because if you stopped when you first got stuck, like you wouldn't be where we, we are today. Same thing with right. me. If we stop the first hurdle, like nobody would be good at anything because as you said, the first pillars are going to suck. So if you stop when you suck, you're never going to do anything. You suck at literally everything from walking to your first test to a job to like, everything originally you suck at. So if you stop when you suck, you're never going to do anything with your life, but giving yourself that grace, but also not overdoing it where it's letting everything slide. I think some people can go in that direction where it's like, Oh, I'm giving myself grace. Like it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But at that point, it's not grace anymore. You're just, you're not in alignment with your why anymore. So it can take it too far sometimes. Exactly. So that that was a big reason why, why I said in pillar four, Whenever you're giving yourself grace, go back to pillar two really quick. Mm-hmm. Go back to pillar two and just remind yourself because I I remember the the last time I I relapsed and you know I kind of told you about this before we went live. Um, that like next day, I went back to my why. I was like, shit, Catherine deserves better than this. Like she shouldn't have to worry about if these old habits are coming back. She shouldn't have to because it's not it's not what she signed up for. You, you know, that's not the life that she wants. Like she was very, she was very stern with me whenever we first started dating. She said that if any of these habits come back up, I'm gone. I was like, well, shit, I don't want I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose her. So I went back to pillar two and it kicked me in my ass and it was like, Hey, get your shit together. <laughs> so and You know, you're going to mess up again in the future. Yep. D- degrees depend on the person and depend on the situation, but you know, you're never going to be perfect. So oh, no, always never. come back to it. You're always at one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. So those are the four pillars. Like I said, in the beginning, we punch you in the face and make you realize like, hey, guess what? You actually suck at stuff. Pillar number two, we dig a little bit deep, pull out some heartstrings and talk about your why. Pillar number three, we go through process A through Z. We help you understand that basically 
This is a journey, not a sprint. And pillar number four, this is where we patch on the back after we punch in the gut and we say, hey, it's okay that you suck. And I absolutely <laughs> love that these are not like, one, get enough sleep. Two, drink your water. Three, eat your vegetables. Four, make sure you eat your protein. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's not that simple. If it was, everybody would do it. It's okay. a lot more complex. And that's why I think the mindset piece of it is absolutely huge because literally you can't do anything if your brain's not in it. If your brain's not in it, your body's not in it, your mind's not in it. Like nothing is going to actually get you to where you want to be. And if you are, like we said at the beginning, you're going to be miserable because you're not actually in it for the right reasons. You don't know your why and you're not enjoying the process. Right. So, Right. And, and like to, to kind of like cycle back to bodybuilding a little bit, like one of the first questions, like I always have bodybuilding clients answer before we go into prep. I ask them, are you mentally capable of fulfilling this prep to your best? And what I mean by that is, hey, is everything up here good? Is everything even a fat loss phase? Like for just a gen pop client, like, are you, are you feeling okay? Are you mentally good about this? Is your lifestyle right now? You have any huge weddings coming up? Any huge plans? Like what is holding, going to hold you back potentially? So we can plan for these roadblocks because if there's something so big that it's going to mess you up, like we don't want to even tackle that right now. It's not the right time. And that's completely fine. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And and I I feel like people, they, they think all of this is just physical. They think all of this is just eat my veggies, take my multivitamin, do my workouts, and boom, all of a sudden, like I'm big booty Becky on Instagram. No, that's not how it works. You, you, you got you to gotta tap into your mindset every single day. I actually have time blocked on my calendar every single day at 7 a.m. I Catherine leaves for work. I kiss her bye. I go into my office and I do some mindset stuff. It might be reading, might be meditating, might be some yoga, whatever it may be. I absolutely love that. I do something for my mind because I know in order, right? I love it too. Um, It saved my life Um, because I'm I'm a firm believer in order for me to have the best day possible, my mind's got to be there because like my body might be there. Cool. But if my mind's not there, nothing's getting accomplished. Nothing's going to happen. Like, like nothing good is going to come out of that day. Um, cause it's, it's like a mentor of mine, Brody Kern told me before he, he said that w- whenever you are planning for something, you need to be focused on the day ahead, not the next day. Cause I, I found myself getting overwhelmed with business and, and he, he simply told me that he was like, don't worry about what you got to do tomorrow. Worry about what you got to do today. Tomorrow's going to come and you'll, you'll handle what's coming tomorrow whenever it gets here. But guess what's here today, today. And you need to handle what you need to handle today. And you can actually take that approach with a weight loss journey, bodybuilding, whatever it may be. Doesn't matter what's happening tomorrow. Doesn't matter if it's raining tomorrow. Doesn't matter if little Timmy has a baseball game tomorrow. Focus on what's today. Focus on what you can control today. Because you can't control tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here yet. I love that phrase, like control the controllables. I tell my clients that literally all the time, like, oh, I'm going on vacation and like somebody else is cooking for me. I'm like, okay, well, can you get your steps in? Yeah. Can you drink your water? Yeah. Can you meditate? Can you give yourself that time to yourself? Yeah. Okay, cool. Focus on those things. They don't have access to a gym. Cool. Dope. Don't worry about it. Like, what can we actually do? What can we control? Because if you're worrying about the things that are out of your control, you're going to, you're going to get nowhere because you, you can't do anything about it. The weather, you can't do anything about it. So stop worrying about it. No, I love that. mindset's huge mindset mindset is all encompassing if you can't get your mindset right nothing else is going to fall into place long term at least totally oh my goodness i learned a lot thank you so much for this i absolutely i'm obsessed with these four pillars i love how you put them into yeah i love how you put them into like concrete 
pillars. And it's a lot of what I talk about too, but you actually like labeled it out, which is just easy for my brain to process. So I much appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And, and like, I came up with this because I was sitting, I was sitting around one day and one, one of my clients texted me a question. They're, they're like, you, you've overcame like addictions and all this stuff. Like I can't stop like biting my nails. And like, it was the weirdest thing in the world. I was like, okay. Like, uh, I mean, I'd never had that problem, so I'm not sure. Then like, before I responded to her, I was like, I think, I, I think I got something for you. And I, I just texted it out. I was like, these are the four steps to defeating any habit. Step one, understand you're going to suck. Step two, find out why you want to do this thing. Step three, understand that this is going to be a long process. Step four, give yourself grace. And like, I kind of just like, like I took that and kind of just built off of it, if you will. And now, now it's became this cool thing that I get to come on podcast about and talk to and Facebook groups and stuff like that. So it's, it's became one of my favorite topics to, to talk about. I love it. And it just came, I mean, it came obviously from years and years of experience, but it just came one day. It was like, boom. Wow. I love that. Yeah, and, Not and, some super long scientific process or anything. And, and that, that's really a great example. Also, this just came to mind. That's, how, that's also a great example that we actually know what to do. Like, like we, we actually know like, Hey, this is how this process works. Hey, this is how you do this thing. But sometimes we just, kind of talk ourselves down. We go, hey, I'm not a professional at this. Hey, I don't know how to do this. Hey, I know nothing about this. I know nothing about like how to stop biting your nails, but I do know how to develop and break habits. Biting your nails is a habit. I mean, <laughs> true, <laughs> so, true. Yeah, so that does show you that, you know, we, we are, we know way more than we think we know. So. No, I love that. And that could go at a whole other podcast. Your body holds on to things like trauma that your brain can't like comprehend. And it's like stored back there. That's a whole other oh, podcast. Which... Yes, <laughs> exactly. We can have you on again and talk about that because there's so much mindset stuff. And I think that it's ever evolving, which is the coolest thing in the world. I've recently been more into like breath work and that yes. is super dope space of research coming out. Like there's so many cool things and it's just expanding. So since you've been looking into breath work, look into um, scream work. Scream work? Scream work, yes. It's the weirdest thing. Do it whenever nobody's home or like they'll think like a demon has possessed you. Um, but dude, the first time I did it, I'm talking about years and years of anger. Just like came out and like my spine felt so much better. Like I didn't have all this tension in my neck. Like I just felt like the happiest person in the world. And, That's wild. Yeah. And like like all, all you do is you like turn music on. It could be any type of music. Um, Specifically, like whenever I do it, I turn on metal just because why the fuck not? I mean, it, it goes perfectly. Um, And you just like scream into a pillow. Like, like this is stuff that we did as kids. And it's now going just, back to inner child. That yes. is like, there's so much deep shit in that. So much. Yeah. So, so it's essentially just you're screaming into the pillow. You're taking this, these big breaths in between. So you're doing some breath work, uh, but it's just letting emotion out. And, uh, you, you know, I actually had a call with Julian yesterday and we, we were talking about emotions and stuff like that. And he was like, all emotion is, is energy and motion. I was like, shit, you're right. <laughs> Dude, Hence the word emotion. Yeah. All, all emotion is, is energy in motion. That's all emotion is. 
mind blown right now. Thank right? you for that. He said that, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> dude!" Like, like for real. Wow. Oh my god, I love that. I'm gonna have to look into that. I love this kind of stuff. Like this, just at first for me, it definitely was like more of a physical thing, and like I wanted to get a certain result, which that's honestly how it happens for a lot of people. And then st- slowly started progressing into like, okay, wait, this is like pretty cool, like a lifestyle change. My determination got better. My discipline like got so much better ever since introducing the gym. And then it's like, whoa, this like mindset stuff like permeates into all aspects of my life. And looking into different aspects of it and different avenues, like you can ever grow and ever expand and ever evolve. And it's just the coolest freaking thing. So I cannot literally thank you enough for opening my mind, opening all of these listeners' minds and just giving us some like deep stuff to think about. So thank you. For sure. And, and yeah, if you are not subscribed to this podcast, please do. Cause like I, I blew through it in a entire gym session and thank you. I walked away and I was like, she's on to something here. So please subscribe to this podcast for sure. And no, she didn't pay me to say that. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Anything you want to plug before we hop off? Ah, to, to be honest, like I, anytime people like ask Mike, do, do you want to plug anything? I sit here and I go, yeah, I go, I could plug my Facebook group. I could plug like my coaching company. I could plug like the scholarship that we're doing, blah, blah, blah. But like, I, I'm not going to ask you guys to follow me on Instagram. I'm not going to ask you guys to join my Facebook group or any shit like that. All I'm going to ask is that you never give up. Like, seriously, please just never give up. This is coming from somebody who has survived suicide twice. Um, This is coming from somebody who's survived multiple addictions. This is coming from somebody who's survived a abusive household. Um, I know what what it's like to be on that brink where you are just ready to quit, where you're just ready to give up. Like, I, like I, I am telling you, I, I've been close to death more times than I can count. Um, but I kept coming back. And after my last attempt, something told me, dude, you're here for a reason. Like your time isn't up. You need to be on this planet for a reason. Didn't know what it was at the time. Now I do. Um, but please just never give up because that if I could go back and tell small child, Mike, anything, it's like, dude, just don't quit. Just keep going. Like you don't, you will never have shit figured out. It will never be a perfect time. Just don't quit because like eventually you're going to stumble upon where you want to be. You heard it from the man himself. Hence the name of the podcast. You're made for more full circle moment right there. (laughs) Full circle. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you again so much for coming on. And I will see you in Arizona next week, which is going to be so exciting. And I'm so glad you're going. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude. I, I I am excited for warmer weather because it's been in the fifties and forties here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in Boston. It's not the best time right now, but some nice heat, some sun boosts the mood immediately. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. Of course. I'll talk to you later and thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're at the gym, on the road, cleaning, or walking your dog, I am so glad you chose to spend the last few minutes with me. Find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. And if you have a question or an idea for a guest, please submit the form also found in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe or follow to never miss a new episode drop. And until next time.